Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hi, it's Rose here. In this episode, we're talking about the preparations for the coronation of King Charles III, the anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, and the American President Joe Biden's visit to Northern Ireland, why we should be worried about vaping, and why doctors and nurses in the UK are on strike. Hi, it's Rose here. Well, with the coronation of King Charles III only three weeks away, it's no surprise that preparations are really hotting up. The King's coronation on Saturday the 6th of May will be marked with a weekend of celebrations, including a special bank holiday. The main event is of course the ceremony at Westminster Abbey, which will be conducted by the Archbishop of Canterbury. According to the palace, it will be a solemn religious service, as well as an occasion for celebration and pageantry. During the ceremony... The King will swear an oath to uphold the law and the Church of England and will be anointed, which means to be religiously blessed. Special oil will be used to dab his hands, chest and head during the anointment and this part of the service will not be shown on TV. The Queen Consort, Camilla, will be formally crowned too during the ceremony and so from then on will be known as Their Majesties King Charles III and Queen Camilla. Many famous people, including celebrities, politicians and members of other royal families, are expected to attend the coronation, although there is one confirmed absence. Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex and wife of Prince Harry, will not be attending. After the service, the King and Queen will return to the palace in a larger ceremonial procession with other members of the royal family in what's known as the Coronation Procession. Organisers of the King's coronation say the processions will be the biggest ceremonial military operation in the UK for 70 years, in spite of the fact that King Charles has chosen a smaller, more diverse procession than the 29,000 strong one seen at the Queen's coronation in 1953. More than 6,000 members of the British and Irish armed forces will march alongside the other military personnel from across the Commonwealth during the celebrations in London on the 6th of May. Traditional gun salutes will take place in cities across the UK, including in Cardiff, Edinburgh and Belfast, with the guns being fired the moment the King is crowned. And planes are also expected to fly over London in formation to mark the occasion. The next day, a special concert will be broadcasted on the BBC and will feature music icons such as Take That and Katy Perry, as well as a coronation choir picked from amateur choirs, including the National Health Service, refugee choirs, deaf signing singers and LGBTQ plus singing groups. Well, honestly, it all sounds super exciting and I can't wait to watch it. Hello, this is Zara. This month, Northern Ireland has been in the news a lot, as the 10th of April was the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, and President Biden visited Northern Ireland to mark the anniversary. So, what was the Good Friday Agreement? This was an agreement signed on the 10th of April 1998, and approved by public votes in Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, it set out how many aspects of life in Northern Ireland would change. It brought an end to a period of time known as the Troubles, 30 years of conflict where there was a lot of violence between two groups, the Republicans and the Unionists, 
also known as the Loyalists. This conflict dates back to when Northern Ireland separated from Ireland in the early 1920s. When this happened, the population of Northern Ireland was divided into two, Unionists, who were happy to remain part of the UK and were mostly Protestant, and Nationalists, who were mostly Catholic and wanted Northern Ireland to be independent from the UK and join the Republic of Ireland. When Northern Ireland became separated, its government was mainly Unionist, and there were fewer Catholics. Catholics were finding it hard to get homes and jobs, and they protested against this with Unionists holding their own protests. The tensions between the two groups turned violent, and in the 1970s and 1980s, there was a lot of fighting between armed groups on both sides. British troops were sent to the area to deal with the conflict, but they came to conflict with Republican armed groups, the largest one being the Irish Republican Army, the IRA. The IRA carried out deadly bombings in Britain and Northern Ireland. In particular, they targeted the police and soldiers from the British Army. Armed Unionists also carried out violence. In 1972, on a day known as Bloody Sunday, 14 people were killed by British troops during a peaceful civil rights march, led by Catholics and Republicans in Londonderry. Peace in Northern Ireland seemed impossible to many at that time. However, after years of fighting in the 1990s, the IRA announced that it would stop the bombings and shootings, and this gave the two groups time to sort out their problems. In 1998, after nearly two years of talks and 30 years of conflict, the Good Friday Agreement was signed. It is based on the idea of cooperation between communities. The idea was to get the two sides to work together in a group called the National Assembly, which would make some decisions, such as on health and education, that were previously made by the UK government in London. This type of arrangement, where power is given to a particular region, is called devolution. This didn't bring a complete end to problems in Northern Ireland, and there have been times when the political parties have been unable to work together, and Northern Ireland has been without a government. But it has generally been a far more peaceful place as a result of the Good Friday Agreement. President Biden quite often speaks of his Irish heritage, and his visit celebrated 25 years of peace in Northern Ireland. During his visit, he met the UK Prime Minister and other politicians from Northern Ireland. He also gave a speech at the new University of Ulster buildings in Belfast and said that peace in Northern Ireland was a priority for Americans and spoke about the willingness of the US to help preserve the peace and prosperity gained since the Good Friday Agreement. At the moment, the political situation in Northern Ireland is quite difficult. In May 2022, there are elections to the Northern Ireland Assembly, which is where laws on certain matters relating to Northern Ireland are made. The political party Sinn Féin won the most seats, and the Democratic Unionist Party became the second biggest political party after Sinn Féin. However, unlike the other parts of the UK, where one party can govern if they win the most seats, the government in Northern Ireland has to be two political parties working together. The political parties are arguing at the moment about the trading rules agreed since the UK left the EU. Thankfully, there has been no return to violence and everyone is hoping that a peaceful power-sharing agreement can be reached soon. Hello, this is Isa. Have you heard of vaping? Vapes are special e-cigarettes which heat up liquid nicotine and a number of other chemicals to make an inhalable vapour. Vapes do not contain tobacco and so are sometimes considered to be a good replacement for adults who smoke cigarettes. 
to help them stop. The UK government wants adult smokers to switch to vapes and will be giving 1 million smokers free vaping starter kits to encourage them to give up tobacco products. However, vaping is not rising in popularity amongst adults. Instead, it seems to be more children getting their hands on vapes. Earlier this month, the UK government launched a consultation which will focus on finding ways to reduce the number of children using vapes in England. As part of its official investigation, the government will get advice and views from doctors, schools and companies that sell vapes. The most recent statistics from the UK's National Health Service from 2021 show that 9% of secondary school pupils between the ages of 11 and 15 vape regularly or occasionally and that number has gone up by 2% compared to 2018. The government health minister, Neil O'Brien, said that while vaping is a preferable alternative to smoking for adults, we are concerned about the rise in youth vaping, particularly the increasing use of disposable vaping products. The government is making more plans to make it harder for children to get access to e-cigarettes. These plans include the introduction of a new vape enforcement squad to crack down on people selling vapes to children. The new consultation will also give the government more information to get a firm understanding of the steps they can take to reduce the number of children using vapes. Hi, it's Lori here. You may have read in the news recently that doctors and nurses have been going on strike in England. So what's going on and why? Over the Easter weekend, junior doctors across England took part in a four-day strike because of arguments over their pay and working conditions. It follows a three-day strike which took place last month as it estimated between 250,000 and 350,000 hospital appointments, including operations, were cancelled. The strikes were organised by the British Medical Association and relates to how much money junior doctors receive for doing their job. The BMA says junior doctors have seen a significant decrease in their salaries over the past 15 years because of inflation. Inflation is when the cost of goods and services increased over a period of time, making them more expensive. This can have an impact on what people can buy with the money they make from their jobs. The BMA said junior doctors have seen pay cut by 26% since 2008. Once inflation is taken into account and is requested a 35% pay rise for junior doctors in England. The government has said it can't afford this and says the doctors' demands are unreasonable. But pay isn't the only reason doctors are striking. Some say their working conditions are also not ideal and they're not receiving the support they need with workloads that are simply unmanageable. Junior doctors make up more than 40% of the medical workforce and about two-thirds are members of the BMA. A few days later, nurses in England announced that they will strike for 48 hours over the first May bank holiday, rejecting a government pay offer. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.